From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. What is up, my listeners? Welcome to another episode of Jake of All Trades, the podcast show focused on helping millennials make smart choices with their money. I'm your host, Jake Rivas, and every two weeks, I'm interviewing guests and giving my two cents on their unique financial situations. Together, we talk about all those real financial obstacles that many of us encounter and some ways to get past them. All right, so on today's episode, we are talking about financial New Year's resolutions. We're here at the end of the year. 2017 is wrapping up. I don't know about you guys, but 2017 was hard. Uh, So I'm ready for 2018. And to bring us into the new year, I thought I'd start out the show with some New Year's Eve jokes. And I hope that you guys find them as funny as I did because I enjoyed compiling this list. So here we go. All right. First one. My brother's New Year's resolution is to move out of my parents' house. You'd think after 49 years, he'd try another one. (laughs) Every New Year's, I celebrate making it through another holiday season without killing my relatives. I can relate to that one for sure. New Year's Eve, when old acquaintances be forgot, unless of course those test results come back positive. Uh, A New Year's resolution is something that goes in one year and out the other. (laughs) Funny, it's funny. This New Year's, I'm going to make a resolution I can keep. No dieting all year long. Uh, Youth is when you're allowed to stay up late on New Year's Eve. Middle age is when you're forced to. (laughs) May you find the strength to write, Who is this? To all the strange numbers that text you, Happy New Year! On the night of New Year's Eve. (laughs) My New Year's resolution is to take all the Christmas lights down by Easter. And finally... My New Year's resolution is to stop lying to myself about making lifestyle changes. All right, so now that you guys are uh, done wiping the tears from your eyes, from crying, laughing so hard at all my jokes, uh, because they were not lame and don't act like they were, uh, let's get into the meat of of the episode today. So we're talking about financial New Year's resolutions, and I thought this was such a great question to ask that I didn't want to just limit it to just a few people. So I went to a tacky sweater party, And the guests were so much fun, and they were eager to share what they had planned to accomplish in 2018, and I was surprised that a lot of them actually had some financial goals that they would like to accomplish for the year. So the question that I posed to them was, what are your financial New Year's resolutions? And here's what they had to say. All right, so we're out at Pearl Park for Tech Tuesday, and we're here with... Amy Johnson. All right, so we're talking about financial New Year's resolutions. We're right here at the end of the year. Have you thought about any financial New Year's resolutions? Yes, I have. And what would those be? So I am a single mom of four, and I recently went on my own to my work earlier this year. So my resolution is to start um, investing in my retirement, start my retirement fund. That yes. is a fantastic New Year's resolution. I am very proud of that. Thank, Thank you. you so much for Thank sharing. You. Thanks. And we have Nathan. Nathan, and we're talking today about financial New Year's resolutions. So have you thought about any financial New Year's resolutions? Uh, Well, over the last year, I've been working on improving my credit. So it's sort of like an ongoing thing with me. Um, When I was in graduate school, uh, I accumulated a little bit of debt. So I'm working on paying that off. So um, I I worked to 
reduced my student loan debt, and I'm also looking to buy a house this year. So. Nice. So that's a big, seriously big financial goals for next year. That's, uh, that's a big step, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you have those mapped out then. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And we're here with Grant Herbon. All right, Grant, and the episode we're uh, recording for next is on financial New Year's resolutions. So it's about to be 2018, New Year, put 2017 away. Have you thought about any financial New Year's resolutions for 2018? Yes, to some extent, but to be honest, it's a little bit intimidating right now because my New Year's resolution is actually not just me this year. So I'm getting married early next year. So what's going through my head right now is how do I combine finances with my future wife and her two kids and what does that mean for home ownership and taxes and you know what I don't even know this is sad to say and she's going to hate me for admitting this out loud I don't know if she has you know college funds setting set up for her kids and so to be honest it's a little bit intimidating to think about all the stuff that I'm going to have to go to as a you know going from a single person to a married person with two kids right off the bat so All right. Any tips that you can think of to offer to anyone who might also be going through this? To be honest, my tip that I just realized right now is probably seek professional help. Because I think, you know, as I'm talking to you about this, I realize, you know, there is a big difference going from one person to a family. And, you know, if I made a mistake for myself that cost me a little bit of money over two or three years, I am the, you know, I am the person that that affects. But if I make a mistake with the family, that's affecting three other people. And um, and so I realize, you know, as again, as I'm talking to you, that professional advice and professional help is probably a wise course of action for us to take at the, you know, within the next couple of weeks or at the beginning yeah. of, of 18. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Simon, welcome. Thanks for coming out this evening. Now, on this episode, we're talking about financial New Year's resolutions. So have you thought about any financial New Year's resolutions? I want to pay down more of my credit card debt. Excellent. Any particular reason why? It's just annoying to pay every month. So if I can pay off a bigger chunk of it, then it's less annoying to pay. Yeah, that seems like a wise idea. All right. Thank you, Simon. I appreciate it. No problem. And we have... Taylor. All right, Taylor. And today, this episode, we're talking about financial resolutions uh, for the new years. We're about to approach 2018. So do you have any financial New Year's resolutions you'd like to share? Yeah, I want to start actually contributing to my 401k at work instead of just not saving anything every day. Um, I think they match up to like 5%, and I haven't been taking advantage of that for like the last year so. That's the only thing I can think of. That is a fantastic New Year's resolution, so congratulations. That's great. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. We're here with Adam. All right, Adam, and we're talking about financial New Year's resolutions. So do you have any for 2018? I do. My uh, financial resolution for 2018 is to any residual income I have or anything left over in my budget at the end of the month to go ahead and throw it into Acorn. <laughs> Acorn. Can you explain what Acorn is for those who don't know? Yeah, Acorn is an investment app that essentially works like a mutual fund. So you can kind of just throw, I mean, I think as little as a dollar right. <laughs> into investing. But it's a good way for millennials especially to get involved in the stock market without having to commit a lot of extra time into the necessary research and everything. Very good. Thank you very much for sharing that. I appreciate it. 
So lots of great responses from everyone that I talked to. And you'll notice that there was some consistency in some of their responses, but then other ones, they have a lot of really big goals and objectives for 2018. And so I'm not going to touch on all of them specifically, but in general terms, I distilled it down into really three areas that all of the guests uh, were focused on. First one is saving in the new year. And so we've talked a lot about saving in past episodes, but I wanted to just distill it into really three specific points. And uh, that can help you frame out in your mind if saving is an objective for you, increased saving or saving in general uh, for 2018, I'm going to lay out for you sort of the, the three areas that you should focus your saving on. First one, as we've talked about a billion times in the past, is an emergency fund. So remember that that should be the very first thing that you start saving towards before you start worrying about investing and doing all sorts of other stuff and Bitcoin. Please make sure you have an emergency fund in place. That should be equivalent to three to six months of your fixed living expenses. Three to six months fixed living expenses. All right. So once you have that in place, if you're in the situation where you've got that done and you still want to save more, next appropriate place would be retirement saving. So finding an opportunity to save either in an IRA or if you're employed and you've got a 401k plan or some other retirement plan that you can save money into, definitely take advantage of that. We heard from some of our guests uh, that they have not started that yet and they plan to do that for next year. So that's a great um, goal for you to, to uh, work towards for 2018. And as far as a target savings rate, when we're talking about saving in general, between emergency savings or retirement, remember we're looking for about a 10% or so savings rate. And that can include if the company offers that matching contribution on there. So sometimes companies will throw in money into a retirement plan if you do as well. And so that can be up to five, three or 5% uh, of a match. And so you can add that to whatever you're putting in there. And then a total savings rate of 10% can very easily be achieved. So then once you have your retirement savings, maybe you're targeting that 10% savings rate. The next area of saving would just be taxable investing. So that's where you have an opportunity to take a little bit of risk with your money. That's where if you want to take advantage of Bitcoin, which we're going to touch on Bitcoin later, so don't even worry about it. Um, but we, that is an opportunity for you to dabble in some investing opportunities and take some of that excess cash flow that you have, which we heard from one of our guests about taking residual income and throwing it into that app that was called Acorn. So Acorn is an investment app, and there are a lot of different ways that you can access investing outside of retirement. Um, and so I would strongly encourage you, once you have your emergency savings in place and you've got some decent retirement savings plans in place and you still have excess income, take advantage of some additional taxable investing on top of that. So the next area that I wanted to talk about uh, that comes directly from one of our guests was combining finances when you marry. So this is its own complex, <clears throat> excuse me, complex uh, topic of conversation. So much so, and I've gotten so much uh, requests from listeners to do an episode just specifically on this topic. So I'm going to do an episode the beginning of next year on this topic. But for now, I thought I would at least touch on a couple of things so that we can help out our guest Grant uh, when he was deciding what to do next year when he marries the love of his life. And so if you find yourself in this same situation, the first thing that you should do with your future spouse is open up a conversation about your financial goals. 
that is something that is really uncomfortable for new couples. Uh, I can attest to that. Um, and I know that several of my clients have expressed that concern as well, that this is their hard-earned money and they're a little concerned about sharing all of that with their new spouse. But I can promise you that that's the only way you're going to have a healthy relationship around money. So step number one is open up a conversation about your financial goals. Next, you should take an inventory of all of the accounts and insurance that each of you have in place. So if you have that information on top of mind, then you have an idea about what's in place already so that you're not doubling up on financial goals, you're not saving on top of uh, additional goals that maybe the other spouse has already worked a plan of saving into. Um, and that really is just opening up the door for a greater amount of trust with your significant other, which is going to be really important when you're coming to this decision-making time where it's time to start blending these finances together. And then I'm not going to say anything else about that topic um, because I would like to just kind of leave it as a teaser for the next episode that I do uh, make for this specific topic alone. But uh, I would encourage you to at least think about those two things, open up the conversation and take an inventory of everything and then push pause until that episode airs and you can hear more uh, detailed ideas about how to go about making a smooth transition into blending your finances with your spouse. Last thing um, from our guests and their responses was, I thought a really good one. So Nathan shared that he would like to work on improving his credit. And I think that is really important. I've talked about the importance of credit on past episodes and it reigns true now. That's a great thing to look forward to into the new year is working on improving your credit. I would say the one plug would be using the app Credit Karma. Credit Karma is a fantastic app to use um, to be able to monitor your credit, receive alerts when things change on your credit, and also get some insight into maybe uh, loans or credit card opportunities that uh, you now qualify for based on your credit. All that kind of stuff is aggregated inside of that app. So Credit Karma is the perfect way for you to work on uh, improving your credit for the new year. All right, so we heard from guests and uh, we heard from you guys out there talking about what your intentions are and your goals are for 2018. But what about me? What do you think um, I should be saying and what are my recommendations for you guys for 2018? So I'm about to add my two cents and talk about my three recommendations that I think if you aren't really sure how to go about handling your finances for 2018 or you're not sure what resolutions you would like to commit to, uh, these are the things that I think you should pay should pay the closest attention to. So number one on my list of financial New Year's resolutions for 2018, pay attention. So I mean this in the nicest way, but as we heard on our Bad Santa episode and a couple of episodes before when we talked about the need for paying attention to transactions in your accounts and paying attention to saving and spending, that's what I would encourage all of you to do for 2018. Pay very close attention to what happens in your bank account. And the, some ways that you can do that is you can commit to adding alerts to your bank account for certain dollar amounts. So if uh, transactions occur on your account, you can immediately be alerted, and that helps prevent fraud from happening. The other thing ties in with our improving our credit, and that is commit to check your credit report at least once during the new year. Just once. You don't have to do it every quarter, but at least pull your credit report once. And the way you can do that is by going to annualcreditreport.com. Do not go to freecreditreport.com because it's not free. 
The only legitimate website that you can go to where you can download a free credit report is annualcreditreport.com. So I strongly encourage you guys, that's part of that paying attention to what is going on with your financial life. Uh, pull that credit report at least once for the year. All right, number two on my list of 2018 financial New Year's resolutions for you guys is create your two key financial statements. And those are the net worth statement and a budget. We've talked extensively about budgeting and the importance of budgeting. So I'm pretty sure you guys all are aware that you need a budget, but maybe you haven't committed to actually writing one down. And that can be something very simple. Something very simple is just understanding how much income comes in and what your expenses are and how much goes out. Having that fundamental understanding of your cash flow is really going to open your eyes to see, all right, how much do I really have to redirect to saving and what can I now do? What new opportunities present themselves just from creating a budget? A net worth statement, if you're not familiar, outlines your assets and your liabilities. So assets are all the stuff that you own. Liabilities is all the stuff that you owe. So you make a list. And there are plenty of templates out there. You can also just go to my website. I'm going to have templates up there for you to download. Um, and the net worth statement is just a way for you to get a visual financial picture of exactly what assets and liabilities you have. And don't be scared when your liabilities um, are greater than your assets. Because if you're like me right now, I technically have a negative net worth because I have student loan debt, which is so much larger than the assets that I've been able to accumulate. And that's not, an, that's not a unique situation to find yourself in, especially as a young professional. You're just beginning your financial career, your financial journey. You might have taken out student loan debt. Maybe you have a car payment. And so all of those liabilities may outweigh the amount of the assets that you've been able to accumulate. And that is okay. That does not mean that you're in a bad financial situation. The important thing is that you recognize it and you are making decisions towards correcting that so that eventually your assets will supersede your liabilities and you'll have a positive net worth at some point. So that's number two. Just create those two financial statements. Just It's not going to take long and I really encourage you to do that. And then the final thing for 2018 that I really would strongly encourage you guys to think about for a financial New Year's resolution is make an appointment to see a financial planner. So I don't, I rarely put plugs in for my own services on my show. But I'm going to do it right now, and even for if you don't want to work with me, someone else, there is a lot of value in the work that financial planners do. You might be surprised how just a little organization and some discovery conversations about financial goals and objectives, and also having an accountability partner right by your side to help push you to make decisions can really open your eyes and open some doors to major wealth accumulation for you in the long run. And the earlier you make that a commitment to working with a financial planner, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Well, guys, that wraps up another episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and follow me on social media by searching for my handle at Jake's Two Cents and check out my blog on jakestwocents.com. Make sure you all have a very safe and festive new year. If you're going to get lit, use Uber or Lyft. Uh, and I uh, appreciate all of the listeners who have subscribed just this year. This has been the first year that the podcast has been out. And so all of your support is wonderful. I'm excited to hear uh, what we get to talk about for 2018. And remember, you are the expert of your own life. And that's my two cents. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC. 
a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.